Okay. Okay, Karma fam. Here we are. I'm so I actually want to start off this intro by saying that uh, our Patreon is live. <laughs> yes, going for it, going for it. Yeah, and we have hours of content on there already, mm-hmm. and it's $1 a month, and you get an extra 30 minutes of our chit-chat a week. Yes, all about Bravo TV and pop culture, and pop culture. I'm looking at the stats, and I'm seeing that, like, Almost as many people are listening to like I put a couple teaser thirsty 30 mm-hmm. pop culture chats on our regular feed so you guys can get a sense of it. And almost as many of you are listening to that as you are to our other podcasts. So it's wild because it's like every week we have so many more listeners, especially I think I emailed you our listenership. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, today. And it's the most we've ever had in a week. So we're like. You might be like, well, why are they doing a Patreon? And it's because (laughs) we do have some small costs that we need to cover for the Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, And we want to be able to kind of like grow our content eventually. But, you know, Deanna and I are both working mothers and we're doing this as well. And um, so, you know, it's helpful to have a little bit of a revenue stream to be able to like help with that. So like if you can do a dollar a month, if you can do three dollars a month, we have two different tiers of support. Um, both of them will get you these thirsty Content. 30 things. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it one more time. I know I've said it before, but like it's so easy when you sign up, you get a little link that allows you to add those episodes into your podcast app at just as like any other podcast you'd have and it'll show up on your feed Mm -hmm. every week so you don't have to like do anything extra to get to the content which was something that I was like oh that would be annoying but you don't have to that the patreon has like set it up so that um audio is like really easy to access from however you normally access podcasts so it's really fun. Um, we love chatting with people about your thoughts on Bravo and pop culture, and we're going to keep doing them. So we hope that you'll join us and get on board. Like very sincerely for the few patrons we've had already. You guys are the best and thank you. Um, but yeah, and then this week we have, I was so excited for our conversation with Victoria for so long. And then I think just it was like it was so great to talk to her mm-hmm. last week. We're recording this on Monday, March 29th. This episode is coming out on the 31st and we talked to Victoria on Friday, so a few days ago. Victoria Lee is the genius behind Asians Who Watch Bravo. It's a Instagram account which I happened upon a few months ago and was like all of this content. What was the first post that you saw? I think I actually talk about it in the interview, but just quickly... Actually, I'm not going to talk about it now because I talk about it in the interview. So you should listen to that. But basically, it's like she talks about kind of the experiences that she's had as an East Asian woman who watches Bravo, who, you know, even if you're just watching Bravo, you're affected by the content. Like, it's issues that affect us all. Like, you know, the cultural stuff on New Jersey affects you as an Italian American, Deanna. Right. Like the and now that we have a couple East Asian housewives, 
Um, like, I mean, the storyline with Tiffany Moon this season. Oh my god, it's wild. Yeah. And and Vic and the fact that people, the uh, audience is are not seeing the microaggressions toward yes Tiffany Moon still when I don't know as as I don't know like it's so in your face yeah it really I mean I hope it's obvious to most people but right Victoria really breaks down her thoughts on this season um of Real Housewives of Dallas and um we just talk about a whole bunch of things including like some of the similarities and differences between South Asian culture and East Asian culture, like the recent hate crimes that have gone up. I mean, they're not recent. She does talk about how hatred against the Asian American community is not anything new, but that it has gone up to an alarming amount since COVID started and kind of, you know, it's, it's just really nice to talk to someone who, um, she's clearly thought about this stuff in such a like um, nuanced and personal way, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so she was so gracious enough to come on our podcast and kind of share her stories and things. And we're absolutely going to have her back just to like talk Bravo (laughs) in general. Right. Um, She's, she's awesome. She's like really great. Um, Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I think it's just that um, I was I appreciated how she blatantly calls Bravo racist (laughs) and they. (laughs) Yeah, she's so out there with her stuff. Like she doesn't. And they're like, (laughs) and what was she on? She was on there. She was on the Bravo chat room. They like invited her on to the Bravo chat room. With Giselle and Portia, which is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I don't know if they noticed that like. I'm like ripping on them the next day. But like, yeah, that's what's so cool about her and her content is that she doesn't. I think we should. There's something to, um, you know, we should all be because we're all not we're all. But a lot of people are thinking the same things when they watch this content. Yeah. And how problematic it is. And I think it's important to keep discussing how problematic Mm -hmm. it is because it's um, hopefully Bravo's watching, you know, and listening. And yeah, we need to keep these discussions up because we need to see more diversity. Yeah. And the way um, that Bravo handles the diversity and the different cultures and what they'll tolerate. I mean, honestly, like engaging in these topics through pop culture is a way to be like active in social justice, like 100%. And so I think Victoria's work on her Instagram page, like really exemplifies that. And so we had a really fantastic conversation with her and that's what we're going to bring to you today. But yes, please join our Patreon. We would so love it. Like if we had like three more people join this week, I would be thrilled. (laughs) Yeah, so be one of those three, $1 a month and go to patreon.com and look for Family Karma Cast with a K. It's patreon.com slash Family Karma Cast with a K. Super easy. It's on our link on our like in our Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends to listen, not even just join Patreon. Just say, hey. And um, I just we just um, figured out because we put in the hard work that you did. We can you be did. Listen- <laughs> well, toot, toot, tooting my own horn. But um, we both did it together because it's been um, this relationship that we're just trying to like build this up. And so you can listen to us in India. Now. Yes, we found or Deanna did some hardcore research into how we could get into Indian pod, the Indian podcast market. And so if you know someone 
someone who wants to listen to this in India, they can get to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. We love you all. And let's listen to our interview with Victoria Lee from Asians Who Watch Bravo. gosh, Victoria. Hi. This is so exciting. With the lashes. With the lashes. Coming correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I see you're wearing a USC sweatshirt. That's my cousin. Uh, My cousins went to USC. I didn't go to USC. Um, Okay. They didn't go through like a rowing rowing scholarship <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> which we can go on and on yeah about. i i'm totally. still upset about that you know as asian people we would understand why that's super frustrating but yes did you see the uh the red table talk with her i watched part of it but i was just like i don't need to hear this spoiled white girl yeah. go on about how she feels um like I understand, like I would feel really bad if my parents thought I was so stupid that they like had to right. hire someone. Yeah, I totally feel for her for that. But it's also kind of just like I mean I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's just a way she could have gone about it, and I don't know necessarily if um, having her on that red table talk was like appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. I also like I don't know. I didn't really watch all of it, so I don't really have an opinion on it, but. Yeah, you feel bad fine. for her because I would. Feel- she's gonna be fine. Oh yeah, she's gonna be fine. She still has her Instagram following, and you know, her- and she just put up her YouTube again. So it's like, yeah, fine. and her parents still have money. It's not like they went broke over this, you know. They no, still have no millions of dollars. So it's first yeah. world problems. Yeah. So you are in Santa Barbara. I am Canada? in DC. I wasn't. Um- oh, you're in DC. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I was in California. Actually, I was in California a couple of weeks ago um, visiting my brother okay. there. So I know some people are confused, but I was in California and um, now I'm back in DC. Where's everybody? Yay. We are in Colorado. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Cause so I know there's I'm in time. Boulder and Deanna's in Denver. But... Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Everything um, after everything that happened. Well, it's been a week for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Deanna just moved to Denver, but she lived in the same neighborhood as me. Like mm-hmm. you moved in February or something. I moved last month. Yeah. And the, the shopping center that it hap- happened in is the one that we go to it's yeah. in our neighborhood. It's like, I was going to go there that day type of situation. So. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. Ugh, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's like. Crazy. Yeah. It's like I'm glad that no, like my loved ones were not there. And it's also so tragic because it is such a like neighborhood. Right. Place. We know. We know some of the victims. So. Yeah. We're just oh, kind of. Oh, my God. That is awful and that like combined with what happened in right Atlanta and right. um like i know that you've been well there's so much to talk about i yeah. want to talk about do we go light first or do we go let's talk about like your origin story okay. with your bravo account because it's yeah fire 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 Thank i you. love it so <laughs> much like I like remember, I think the first post I noticed was something about like, um, you know, white people trying to tell um, Asians like that they know more about your culture than you do. And I was like, I like this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I think, yeah, it was like Ramona with her wine glass and she's like (gasps) rolling her eyes at us. Yes. And then she was, I was said like, basically like when white people try to explain Asian culture to me and I'm like, yep. 
you know, I'm sure y'all have had the same exact experience and people trying to white explain things to you. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. no. I'm so yeah, I mean the origin of my Bravo account, um, it was for two like a couple different reasons. I started it last May. We were all at home, obviously, in a lockdown, and of course we're still in the pandemic, but that was when it was really bad and we really couldn't go anywhere. And we also were like not really aware of what's going on. So I had always thought about creating a meme account. I just kind of thought like, oh, there's a lot of funny memes out there. And there's a lot of funny like Asian related memes out there that I could make because, you know, like I know a lot of people, maybe it's culturally, like I know a lot of my Asian friends might not watch Bravo or like people think it's kind of like a joke to watch Bravo and Mm -hmm. TV. Mm -hmm. And it's like actually really insulting when people talk down to you about it. And I'm like, there's so much, so many layers in um, Bravo to go over. And so it's very like, um, it's very small minded for them to think that I'm small minded to watch Bravo. So, yeah, so that's kind of where, you know, I was at, I always wanted to create a meme account, but the real catalyst for it was um, Brandy Redmond's from Real Housewives of Dallas video had resurfaced. And yes, I didn't watch it three years ago when it first surfaced. Mm-hmm. Like I had watched Dallas here and there and I thought Brandy was like funny. And she was, I was like, okay, she's not really like too controversial on the show. She's kind of just there. And I kind of like laugh at some of her jokes and I was like, okay, she's fine, whatever. And then the video had resurfaced and I was obviously shocked by it, but I was more shocked by, well, her video itself is like very, disgusting to watch and really hard to watch but it's also her doubling down and being like yeah i would have done it again if this was an snl audition i'm like girl girl is right and she went to a racist rehab when really she what i wait 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 she did (laughs) Did she call it a what well i don't know she called it okay so i am not disclaimer i am not talking down about her mental health struggles and she said she had a suicidal ideation and that of course is a very sensitive subject and I'm very sensitive to it. Yeah. But what I want to make the distinction is she kind of claimed that she went to a psychiatric facility. Right. Really? She went to a wellness exactly. center. Like in okay. real houses of OC, really? like, when Shannon had that bowl on her head, it was yes. like that. Like it wasn't oh, a psychiatric really? facility. And I take huge offense to that because people who have yeah. been yes. hospitalized for psychiatric reasons, like that is 100%. really insulting. And you can't be like, Oh, because I'm depressed. I went to a wellness center. Like you can say that, but people make a distinction being like, I went to a wellness center to go work on like some, you know, physical a- exercises and to find a diet that really works for me. Like that's Or just time. like get inspiration for my exactly. next book. But like a psychiatric like, I- facility, it's like most of the time you kind of go yeah. somewhat involuntarily and or you're just you're really in like a place where you're not going to be safe to yourself or possibly safe. Yeah, to others. because what I assumed yeah. it was is like there is no door on her bedroom mm-hmm. you know what i mean you that had a time situation yeah like you're being monitored constantly yeah monitored and um, you're getting your like you, you know you're watched even like interacting i with don't each even other. know that it's that though no she victoria no. you're saying oh it's you're like you're saying wellness. diana that's what you thought that's it was what I based yeah on what she was. Said. okay but i okay. looked it up and she went to a very like uppity you know yeah um waspy kind of wellness center so i was like you can't say that you went to a psychiatric facility or imply that you did because right i'm sure people would find that very insulting so all everything that she went about it really pissed me off and how she really didn't apologize and what i also had a hard time with her first episode when they addressed it for 
maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. She said, um, I made a really ignorant, she, I don't even know if she said a, bit, a very ignorant video. She basically said, I made a video making fun of my squinty eyes. Yeah. And first of all, to say squinty eyes, like I'm sure you guys know the gravity of saying things like that, or it's like, there's so many stereotypes with the Asian community, like people who say like, like Mary Cosby in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she says, like black people outside of 7-Eleven are scary. Yeah. Or yes. um, I'm sure like people and the Indian stereotypes out there, you know, people are always saying something about food or saying something just, you know, really disparaging, ignorant and racist. So what we've seen from Cameron this season on Dallas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we'll go into. Oh, yeah. We'll go, she's what, a whole is- nother. <laughs> we'll, st- we'll keep on going with Brandy. I'm like, who's worse? I don't know at this point. But um, yeah. But, but you like it resurfaced and you were like, I need to do something about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I had reached out to a couple Bravo accounts on my like my personal page that I just followed. And I was a fan of their account. And I asked them, hey, could you post about this? Um, Sorry, if you guys can hear my dog in the background. No, we, oh, love no, it. we can't even hear okay, your dog. Okay, good. okay, sorry, I can hear them. They're going crazy. But I think Oh, you have the cutest dogs, oh, by thank the way. You. Oh my gosh. Deanna, you would love I would. Yes. Like she posts. What on kind her of puppies are they? The so right now we have three at the house. We have oh. my Labradoodle and our family oh. dog, who's a lab shepherd mix. And then my sister dog is sister's dog is here right now, and he's a Westie. So oh. you guys <laughs> have so like dogs. Follow my sister's account, Monty the Westie, M-O-N-T-E. Monty the Westie. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, okay. um, yeah, so I had reached out to a few Bravo accounts and I was like, hey, could you post about this? And they're like, sure. And, you know, it's I get like it's not really up to Bravo accounts, especially as a white person. I could understand, like, maybe it'd be awkward for them to post about it because they're not an Asian person. And, you know, maybe they just didn't. That's I understand that's like not their space to maybe post about it. And then another part of it was, you know, as we all know, the Asian hate has been around for centuries, but especially during this pandemic and like these violent attacks happen since the beginning, ever since people said this virus is from China Mm -hmm. with our last commander in chief calling it the flu. Yes. No, there's a lot of layers to it. So what I had seen, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, when everyone was saying, you know, we need to go into lockdown, you need to keep your, you need to stay at home with your small bubble. Like people were tweeting at Sheena from Vanderpump Rules you need to stop hanging out with people because that's how the virus is spreading. And then she tweeted back saying, I thought it was because people in Asia ate bats. <gasps> I missed well, that. Well, Sheena is not the I, brightest well, I never liked the... Michu. Like, I always thought right. she was annoying as hell. Like, I mean, right, you don't know, like, right, most right, of the people right. on Pump Rules, but yeah. I always thought she was annoying. And, like, I just thought she was always kind of, like, dumb. And she just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was kind of, like, the butt 100%. of everyone's jokes. Yeah. And she, like, didn't. She... she thought she was in on the joke, but she really wasn't. She like, wasn't. Like, everyone was right. in front of you. But... Yeah, that tweet, I was like, what the fuck? And I screenshotted it. She might, I think she took it down. And someone said that she like addressed it in her podcast that I don't listen to. So I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't really <laughs> care. Um, yeah. She never made a formal apology about it. And what just shocked me that like Bravo never said anything about this. Like I had tagged Bravo. I tagged yes. Sheena. I tagged Brandy Redmond right. in the videos, but she blocked me right away because she apparently of can't course. deal with She can't handle criticism. I am not at all surprised yeah, that she blocked no. you. Not at yeah. all. I didn't even say I was like fuck Brandy Red. Well, I probably was like fuck Brandy Redman, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Like I was trying to get her fired. I like even created like a change dot or I was just like a petition to like get you know people held accountable. Right. Because for so many years, I had seen so many stereotypes about yes. the Asian community on Bravo and just TV in general, and so 
for Sheena to say that, I was like, that's really dangerous for her to say because right. she might think she's cute and sassy, but like that wasn't cute and sassy to me. So no. that was really the two catalysts as to why I made a Bravo page to talk about Brandy and to talk about um, Sheena. And then I was like, of course, like I said before, like all these Asian related memes I could make. So there was like a couple of reasons to why I started my page, but I just saw, you know, there really weren't too many, to my knowledge, like people who had um, Asian Bravo accounts because maybe they didn't put it in their username. So I wouldn't know otherwise, but I made my username because I'm like, there are Asian people out there who watch mm -hmm. Bravo and want to be represented on Bravo. So I'm speaking for like Asians who watch Bravo. Right. So that's kind of where my page started. And I'm, yeah, so that's kind of just like my origin story in terms of my Bravo page. Yeah. And then, so like, I mean, I, I don't know how I didn't put it together that like, you see all the racist things Trump was saying about mm -hmm. kung, the Kung flu or the China virus and stuff. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah. But I didn't like put it together for a while that like this is probably translating to hatred, increased hatred against yeah. the Asian American yeah. and Pacific Islander mm -hmm. community. And your page was actually the first one like several months ago where you were posting about it a lot. And I was like, yeah, like, duh this is happening mm -hmm. and like why aren't we talking yeah. about it yeah and it's just like i like thank you for putting the message out there really it's oh. so important yeah i know i mean it is hard i mean i'm sure y'all can relate to this about just the emotional labor putting things out there or to talk about yes. things um i'm sure just in emotional labor not even on the internet just talking to your friends about it or talking to strangers about it and you know just the microaggressions we all get on a daily basis um but I was like if no one's gonna talk about it like I'll talk about it and you know it's fine like there are days where I'm like this is a lot but most people yeah. are kind and really supportive and I always appreciate like with every bad comment I see there's like 10 people who are supportive yeah. or saying something like really uh kind and well worded so it is it's fine like I'm like I can take the criticism because it's like also I just know they're ignorant and stupid right. because mm -hmm. them saying like Asian people haven't suffered from things before I'm like you're just so ignorant that like, I don't, yes. don't want to argue with stupid because that's not entertaining oh to God. me it's like crack a history book you know, know. yeah and well, I'm like, don't crack a history book that you get from like <laughs> oh, school yeah, from, or like, whatever yeah that's only so this is <laughs> yeah this is something that I think and I wanted to unpack this with you because I think South Asian and a East Asian communities often get lumped in with one another. Right, right. And then, but there are very important differences. Oh, yeah, but there are sure. also like microaggressions that both of our communities really experience a lot. Yeah. And I think one of them you just touched on is like, oh, but generally South Asians and East Asians are like, you know, they're well off in this country. Right. They don't actually suffer. They don't have any of these things. No. Which is actually just not even true. Right. I mean, it's like, yes, there's a class of people just like any race who exactly. are somewhere. Yeah. But then there's also like service workers and the stereotypical mm -hmm. South Asian cab driver or, you know, like the um, Asian liquor store owners. Like the exactly. Asian liquor store owners. Yeah. No, I totally because we are not a monolith, but we also are like struggle a lot of the same struggle with a lot of the same issues. And, you know, like I see people like lump South Asians all together in one category to the point where like, you know, people, I see people get stopped in the airport, you know, yes. and I'm yeah. like, um, what, you know, like, it's like, yeah. there is like, 
different um, issues just based on the way we look and the different uh, microaggressions that we face. Like, you know, people say like ching chong to me and they probably don't say it to you, of course. But, you know, there are things that like, I'm sure as South Asians, you get just like this stupid remarks and we all know like we don't have to repeat it but just the stereotypical things like I got like do your parents own a liquor store and I'm sure people yeah concurrently have said does your family own a 7-eleven like those ignorant comments but um yeah I think like with all this Asian hate and you know for you know people also like don't know this distinction between the different kind of Asians like Mm -hmm. so East Asians are not a monolith. We don't all look the same. I, I can tell a difference between a Japanese, Chinese, Korean person. I can tell the difference between like a Viet person and a Thai person. Like, I don't know if I can, o- I mean, I'm not saying I'm always 100% correct, but like, I can just kind of tell the differences because on their language, mm-hmm. they're speaking. And um, it's like, there are times where I can tell the difference, but um, but people obviously out there don't know that. And I understand like, no one's going to understand like the different languages, but it's just, people are also ignorant that we clump all East Asians together and then Pacific Islanders are getting attacked mm-hmm. when they're not even from China, you know, they're from <laughs> Thailand, they're from Singapore, like they're all from different areas and, you know, people just don't understand. And I think that's kind of where, you know, they're just lumping all of us together and they are getting attacked. And just, we just see like the AAPI hate that we've seen for so many years and people what pisses me off is people just like think it's like new and I kind of understand mm. that now it's being reported and recorded but you know like if just put to put I like told someone to put into perspective the Japanese internment camps they started the same year that Joe Biden was born so it's really not right. that far yes. back in history in terms of if we really want to look at the entire history of everything and you know there are ignorant people out there who are saying like why aren't the black people standing with us or Asian Black people are saying, well, why didn't they stand with us for Black Lives Matter? Or they are like the model minority myth, so they don't suffer as much. But I'm like, this is so not productive. It's counterproductive. And we are so much stronger together because really white people are the minority. You know, there's so much more diverse people than there are. I mean, Asian people make up like billions of people. There's billions of us. So (laughs) there's literally billions of us versus like, you know, white people. Like, so that's kind of where a lot of this stuff comes out. But I like to, you know, talk about on my Bravo page, I like to talk about, you know, silly Bravo things, but also bring awareness to things mm-hmm. and issues and as mo- as many other issues that's going on in the world right now. Like, you know, the farmer crisis in India was never really talked about. And I try yeah. to talk about it as much as I could and make people aware of it. And I'm like, literally what's going on in India can really relate to what's going on in um, America about the global pandemic are people trying to stop yeah. people's work and these people who are just work on their feet and hands 24 seven and no one's really talking about it. So I'm like, I think I might not be the person to represent the Indian community, but I can talk about it, you know? So that's kind of where my Bravo pages page lies. And like, I know people stop following me because I talk about social justice, but I'm like, I don't care if I lose a hundred followers. Then I did my job, you know, it's not about clout to me. And I mean, I love having people follow me and it's fun, but it's not about like getting people to like me, I guess. Yeah, no. And I really appreciate how kind of blunt you are about this stuff (laughs) because I think it's, it takes a lot of courage, I think, to be that outward about it because 
like you said, for every 10 great comments you get from someone, there's mm-hmm. going to be one asshole mm-hmm. who comes at you because right. they have no understanding and whatever. Right. And it's like, it's hard, it's not hard to, to talk like, about. And mm-hmm. it's hard to like read those comments. Like Indra, did you see me on the last? I'm kind of like oh, yeah, going Deanna at. Went off. <laughs> oh my so, God. I want to see. <laughs> we, we posted on, uh, Indra posted on our Instagram mm-hmm. about just, um, you know, what's going on in Boulder and the tragedy yeah. and you get these fucking nuts yeah that talk about you know people should be armed and stuff like that and it's like mm. fuck no off yeah. like this is not the time to use this as your space for that and right. and i so i do want to recognize that like as you said the emotional labor mm-hmm. of all of this is real i've experienced it i know you experienced it so yeah. i just want to like thank you for talking with this stuff yeah, about us so today much. with today and if you feel comfortable like there is some really important stuff that you put on your page mm-hmm. after the Atlanta shooting yeah. because there was all the stuff. Oh, he was just having a bad day. Oh, it's not oh, racially yeah. motivated. Things like that. Like for our listeners, if you would be willing to yeah. share like why that's not right. right. No, it's, I mean, for anyone that doesn't think it's racially motivated, you get to live in a very bubble of privilege and right. that's your privilege not letting you know and sometimes it is almost privileged people's it's almost not their fault because they were just born that way but that doesn't mean you can't think outside of your bubble but yeah for people who don't think it's racially motivated then why did he go specifically to spas owned by asian people and target asian people if he had a quote-unquote sex addiction then he would have gone to places that sex workers really work at and the stereotype of asian people having sex parlors that is really insulting and really cool right. and this is where i'm telling people to stop saying love you long time if you say that wow. right now um yes. that is yeah. really insulting and it's implications of sex workers and asian fetishization about asian women who look like me being you know like we're subservient or right mm-hmm. men as if we're like they're concubine or something so yeah but for people to say it's not racially motivated i'm just thinking about it logically and i'm saying look at the, look at the demographics of all the people that were killed are they right. are they all white no they're not so it was a racially motivated attack and for the officer to say oh he was having a bad day i'm like <sighs> so can i just i'm having a bad day am i gonna go shoot up a bunch of right because i'm having a bad day no and let's say on the reverse, I'm having a bad day. What if I went and killed eight white men? You know, right? Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, this person hates white people, and they have she has a thing against white people, and that's you know on these pages when I'm saying how is this not racially motivated, and then you have those ignorant people saying it is. You can be racist against white people. I'm like that's not true. People <laughs> think that there's reverse racism or no. racism against white people. You are out of your minds. I'm sorry. Yes. Like you are not a part of a marginalized population. Exactly. Skin color gives you privilege in life. And people saying, well, I struggle. You don't struggle based on the color of your skin. And you're not financially poor because of the color of your skin. You know, we people like look like me, especially people from the black community, from the Latinx community, they suffer because of the way they look. And they're not given jobs or given a higher salary because of the way they look. So, I mean, we all can agree with that. You know, I think we can all relate to that rather you know because we're women and then we're women of color and right right so- I just do want I want to say that I am white I am actually not South Asian oh I thought you were so I know she no, looks South Asian <laughs> <laughs> um yes but like I am I am so like the 
one of the best things about being like, you know, in, in this space uh, with Indra and talking mm-hmm. to people and horrifying is that, you know, I get to talk to people in the Asian community and really hear like, yeah, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. rather than reading about it in the comfort of my privileged white space mm-hmm. from like a, the New York Times is like talking yeah. to people and really receiving and really hearing the firsthand experiences. So thank right. you for being here. Yeah, Of course. And I mean, also. the thing about any ism, I think that mm-hmm. I want to like say is that you know sexism racism um you know all these isms is that there's a dominant group and there's an oppressed group Mm -hmm. and if you are in the dominant group within that ism you cannot be you cannot be oppressed by whatever that ism is right so in racism the dominant group are white people exactly and the oppressed are basically everyone else yeah and exactly it's not it's not possible that's not how isms work so i just want to yeah. like say that yeah exactly yeah. you said it so perfectly they're not part of the oppressed group so yeah i mean in terms of the elena shooting i mean it's just so hard for me to grasp that the feds okay fuck that cop who said he was having a bad addiction and he's just the police chief of whatever fucking town but the feds saying it's a hard for them to categorize as a hate crime i'm saying so what kind of crime is it is it a crime of passion is it a crime of this guy having a fucking quote-unquote bad day where how are you going to categorize this because first of all it is a domestic terroristic attack Mm -hmm. of course Mm -hmm. you're going to racially categorize it or say that it was racially motivated it is a terrorist attack and for people we see so time and time again with domestic terrorism it's by white men and How are we not supposed to be scared of white men? Exactly. Whether, like, like in every scope of just like being female, if you're a woman of color, like exactly. all these things. How are we not supposed to live in fear? Yeah. Exactly. Especially when men, we see, like I said, time and time again, we see white men not being held to the fullest extent, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Chanel 100%. And the Brock Turner case. Oh my God! I mean, uh, I mean, we can, yeah. that is just so multi-layered. And he's he's somewhere. He's he's, he's fine. Somewhere. Good life. He's fi- he's, he's fine, fine right now, right? He's, he's out of jail. Living. He served, I think, a three-month sentence. And people are saying, you know, he's going to be registered sex offender. I'm like, oh, that's the worst thing that could yeah. happen to him. He is fine. His family has money. He's a white dude. Yeah, he's fine. And so. And, you know, also people who, you know, trigger warning for sexual assault victims, they will never, white people and the guys who create this silence, they'll never suffer as much as the victim suffered. So, yes, right. There is no, yes, no, like, oh, this person might have gone to jail and he might have gotten the shit beat out of him out of every day. That pain that you felt as a victim will never amount to the supposed pain maybe the um, the asylum went through. So we see like, yeah, white men, how are we not supposed to be scared of white men? And, you know, I've had this happen to me. You know, I've always been kind of racially discriminated against. I still always had like a little bit of fear here and there with seeing white men and white people. Like sometimes when people look at me in public, I'm like, are they about to say something racist? And like, that's a occurrence. Yeah. And you know, it's every day. It's every day. Like we, I'm sure Andrea, you and I could totally like we could go on like for an hour about just the little things that people notice with us or we Mm -hmm. know, and they're not even conscious that they're doing it. But during like walks with my family during this pandemic, we would just go on neighborhood walks or just when I'm walking in the downtown area in my hometown, 
people they see me and they like walk the other way because they wow. I, I might have oh the virus or they're God. like they give me the dirtiest looks and almost like scoff at me and my family and they just walk the other way when we're a we're the one wearing masks and i'm like the yeah <laughs> and they're not even wearing masks i'm like then you fucking yeah fuck it yeah, walk away yeah. i don't want you you're gonna get me sick asshole yeah. like, <laughs> get the fuck away from me. you're right yeah exactly yeah. you know there's always like just like sometimes when i'm out to dinner with all my entire family like we're like we get i get this little lump in my throat every time someone comes up to our table and sometimes people are just are kind of like you have a beautiful family and it's like the sense of relief but yeah. the anxiety of just having to go out to dinner with my family now, and especially now, yeah, the way we look, we're like, are we allowed to go to Asian restaurants? Because what if something happens at this? Oh Asian my restaurant? god! Oh my god! Or yeah, are we almost? Sometimes I feel like my mom. I notice with my mom, she she's been here since she was sixteen, and her right. English she speaks mainly Korean to me, and she really only has a lot of Korean friends in her life. But she almost has to put on her white accent to oh. get better service. And mm-hmm. yeah, my dad has to do that too. I mean, my dad, his English is, he works all day with um, uh, white people and he has white employees. So it's his English is, he's always speaking English. So his English is really good, but you know, he almost has to put on his white accent and my mom. Yes. And sometimes yeah. I also feel like I have to sound really white to get better yeah. service. And yes, um, exactly. You know, like I have to present myself almost as like a white girl, like, you know, so there are these things that's just daily little microaggressions and I'm like going out to bars you know people will be like yeah ching chong or I have an oh my god that, that is what the that fuck is unreal right? to me yeah like it's, it is like, really unreal. do they look at you and say that oh yeah they, like, I don't understand so freely like they say oh my god ching chong um you want to be like my Asian something or <gasps> You know, Whoa. people go ni hao or konnichiwa, like oh, as if yeah. they think they can just say that. And yeah, I'm um, like, what if I went to a black person and said jumbo? You know, I would. Yeah, yeah be, <laughs> like, so people cannot up. fucking do that. And I they know. think with Asian people, it's fine because we are that model minority myth. And, we're and how do you myth. respond? Sometimes it's scary to respond because it's a bunch right. of yeah. people. And yeah. I, um, you know, I'm the minority in the situation or sometimes like, shut the fuck up and fuck off. And they laugh and they'll be like, calm down, girl. Like, why are you? Yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't know what that's like, but I do understand what it's like to be a female. Yes. And you try to stick up for yourself and they're like, calm You're down, such a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Like, when guys lower like, your voice. You smile and... more. I'm like, oh, I know. <gasps> The smile more bullshit. It's awful. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And that's it. It is really, again, like the fear of of white men is like, exactly. you don't like, know how they're going to All react. around, you don't know how they're going to react. And it's like, I learned you never get a drink from, if someone offers mm-hmm. to buy you a drink, that is like, the, if I had girls, I have two boys, but like, I would be like, do not take drinks for many reasons. Like the roofies. Yeah. And the expectations. Yes. Yes. You know, after it. I have you guys heard, I'm not like a YouTube person, mm. but have you heard of this guy, David Dobrik? Okay, someone's mm. saying his name, but I don't, I'm not also like the biggest YouTuber person either. What happened? So Who he's like that? a huge YouTube star, like mm-hmm. talking, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. That's wild. And he's 24 years old or something like that. So oh my I, was li- I was listening to another podcast that I love called Chatty Broads, mm-hmm. and they were talking about his story like late I guess recently he like 
basically, and this is a trigger warning for sexual assault, assault survivors or anyone who's affected by that, like mm-hmm. he basically like coerced these young girls into a place to a party situation, got them drunk and then filmed one of them who was too drunk to consent like having sex with someone else and like posted this on their YouTube page as if there was no issue about it. So what now? And that'd be categorized as child porn if they're minors. Right. Well, so this like, if you, if people want a whole rundown of it, I recommend they listen to the Chatty Broads episode on it. It came out like last week Um, because they really go through the whole thing and it's like much better than how I can talk about it. But Mm -hmm. It's kind of making me wonder in all of this, we need mental health support. We need gun control. Yeah. I'm also like, what is going on on the internet that is yeah, like 100%. perpetuating this type yeah. of hatred, right. the fetishization <laughs> yeah. of East Asian women, mm-hmm. the like the paranoia that the man who shot up King Supers felt around, apparently he was just completely paranoid that the government was was coming after him. I mean, there's a lot of things, but like that was one thing. I've been staying away from it because I'm like, sorry to get into the, the little minutia, but why did he go from, was it Arvada Aurora? Yeah. To to Boulder. Boulder. I don't know. It's like, it's like an hour or 40 minutes. No, I don't know why, but I do know that he was suffering from paranoia and delusions. And you can go on a, if you have a paranoid thought and you put it in YouTube, right. You'll find a video. Then they'll just keep, feeding you videos on the or same Reddit. thing. You can go into any Reddit yes, forum. Exactly. Exactly. The conspiracies out there. Like this is an epidemic in our country too. In our world, really, where we're allowing this content to be viewed by anyone. Well, so yeah. the thing is that I was reading is because um, like I said, Victoria, Indra and I have young kids mm-hmm. and um, the, the what they're saying is the pornography that they're going to watch online yeah i'm i'm gonna be 40 so it's different from my first interaction with like skinamax or like a playboy or a hustler right right and it it literally rewires their brain yeah of yeah. like their sex their the connections in their brain and what they're gonna associate right. with like yeah. sexual acts and fantasies and whatever and, and this and, is yeah. like petrifying it is yeah, yeah. No, it is so true. Like what you guys are saying, everything about the internet really perpetuates everything and exacerbates everything. I mean, we see the reason like there are always comments on Instagram about the Asian virus or people commenting, there are always going to be racist people out there, but allowing these racist comments to exist, there's going to be people that read that and feed into it because it's almost like when things are in black and white, it's like written proof or it's the word. But, you know... I just find it ironic because on Instagram, I'm like, clearly it's all run by all white males because I always report all these comments that are really racist, yeah, ignorant, really sexist. And they're like, well, this is, we can't report this as hate crime because Instagram allows for a place for free speech. When concurrently I'm saying something, I'll say like, fuck white people or fuck white men. And yeah that comment is too much really yeah. oh, they'll, they'll ban wow. that yeah they ban i get warnings oh, all the time and i say fuck. if i say someone a white person is an asshole that report gets commented or i mean gets violation of whatever oh and my god i'm like oh wow. and i don't know yeah. well, what pa- that's the thing well i really i i hope you don't mind because yeah. it's like 
I'm what you're saying is to me a little bit related with what's going on on Dallas yes. because it's like mm-hmm. who the fuck was watching these cuts mm-hmm. and um I like like and letting like like and poor Tiffany Moon in this last episode Tiffany, giving oh out God. okay and so like her. the thing that I was really upset about is mm-hmm. because I watched um I listened to an interview with Andy Cohen on yeah. the bitch sesh. Um, did you listen to that? I sent it to you. I did. I didn't listen. It's to okay. It yet. And so Andy, um, the bitch sesh women um, interviewed Andy mm-hmm. and I was like, here we go. He's going to talk about Dallas and the, and uh, the girls, uh, the female, no, they're not girls. They're women. They're like, well, what do you think of Dallas? And they're, he's like, isn't Cameron Westcott like amazing? She's <gasps> such a great housewife. And I was like, what? Oh the fuck? my god! Like who? That this is what is... you're gonna say about this oh season of Dallas? Oh my god! This is my problem with Andy Cohen. Like he loves Cameron. He thinks she's hysterical, and I'm like, Cameron needs to be off the show too. <laughs> yeah. So let's. I mean, do you mind if we segue yeah, into this? Yes, because I'm just it. like, I. It made me so angry that he was like. Right. Calling Cameron one of the best housewives on television. And you're right saying now. this as a white woman, so you get it. Oh, you're I like, am I astounded. See and as a white person, I see how disgusting her behavior is. But this is what I have with Andy Cohen and Bravo. And Andy Cohen, I get that some people are saying he doesn't actually have as much power in that, but he really right. is the face of Bravo, and he might not he be in the executive team making all the decisions. I get that. I'm not ignorant enough to think that he makes every last decision, but he really needs to come out and you know he never said anything about the brandy redmond video he hasn't he hasn't i kept receipts on that and he kept rightfully so he said comments about um leanne's disparaging comments about the mexican community the previous season and right exactly but where's that fire for asian people when you also have a few asian people employed right now Mm -hmm. and um he only seems to really care when it's directed in terms of a homophobic comment and mm. we see yeah which you know i understand he is a gay man and he should call that shit out but you know yes we saw on potomac that he only said we don't condone violence at bravo at the real house as a potomac reunion with an all-black cast when we've seen interesting Trent, yes. yes teresa judice literally pushed him at a reunion um, oh i know ramona has thrown a wine glass at someone and made her two pee. monsters I mean, two monsters Rina did too right doing a million times worse things mm-hmm. and this is the reunion you ch- choose to say we at bravo do not condone violence i'm right. like oh that's rich coming out from an yeah. all past and i'm surprised no one really called that out and was like andy why are you saying that in front of all black people you know so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like where i feel like discuss for that and i'm not even a black woman so i don't even know the gravity or can understand right. the gravity of how disparaging and hurtful that is but yeah know, yeah in terms of um his silence and his ignorance with the asian community and him not saying anything and for him to say cameron's a great housewife yeah i mean let's just break it down cameron let's break it down let's we break need to break it down, it down. <laughs> let's break it down okay cameron is not a great housewife what the fuck does she do in terms of she's like i don't pay any bills i, don't I know that anything. was shocking. i put my dog on my fucking treadmill yeah, like oh, that's a great housewife what kind of fucking representation is that for women in general i know and also my husband what? won't even tell her if they're under contract I for know. a house. He's like, like I'm, it's a I'm like, oh, okay. So you you have a great marriage, Cameron. Okay, what I know. Um, but you know, 
this every time, every week, it just gets worse and worse. I, it does. Oh, I'm waiting for something to fucking happen, but it's almost like Tiffany, as an Asian woman, is not allowed to talk back or speak. Yes. Back. And there is also, and you can see that I know. with her. She is trying so hard, She's so to- hard. Oh, my- I've so never hard. seen a housewife try this hard, so hard. Yeah. In, and it's because a, she she knows season. she has to with this right. like group of racist white women. I know. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and you know she's apologizing, and I'm like, what the fuck is she apologizing? I know. For? So you do not need to say sorry for anyone treating you poorly. Can I so, can yeah. I just talk about Cameron and the thing that like I talked about this with you, Deanna, is that yeah. The whole thing with her and the like how you throw a party I and know. proper manners and shit like that really hits me hard. Be- and she said this episode, oh, you can train people. What? Yes. To live in a white space, a wealthy yes. white and like, space. As an Indian who eats with my hands and has right. never had table manners or any of that bullshit, like I've always felt self-conscious about that, living in like white spaces mm-hmm. and like in white communities. And yeah. I'm finally just like, fuck it. I'm just like, fuck, fuck that. It. Like, why was, why do I need to learn no. that? What about no. my culture right. where I learned all these cool right. things? Like, you learn that, you know? Also, you wash yeah. your hands. You don't know where those dirty ass forks have been. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, and know lest it. we forget, we need to, like, it's, it's fucked up that D day. Day. She, she needs to keep reminding. Deandra and trying to have Deandra tell the rest of the women not only is she carrying the weight of being like a minority on that show she has a fucking full-time important job she, she is saving she people's saves lives lot. during covid exactly and they're still treating her like she's a like fucking a alien yes i'm like actually she's way more accomplished than you if you want to talk about social stratas i'm pretty sure she's in a higher social social status than you and and andy (laughs) also said in that same interview there's two houses that he pauses on because he wants to go see in person uh the first one's jennifer because she lives next to a mall and she's he's trying to figure out like and off of the interstate and then the second is tiffany moon because her house looks like it exceeds like it's it's more it fabulous like, than like any place. other house. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and they that hotel she shut down. She like, shut down. I'm like you, fucking queen. That that's a flex. Yes. That's a flex that those fucking your women like wish are so yes. jealous of. Are so yeah. they are like butt hurt that they don't have yes. to shut just, down a hotel for, and she's still like. Yeah, but I make my own money and I buy my own Birkins. So it's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's what I think the girls, there's a huge jealousy factor there. And yes. they aren't comfortable with the Asian person being as successful or more successful than them. And mm. that really feeds again into the Asian model minority myth and being like Asians can be successful, but not as successful as us because that's a little yes. much. So, you know, we're used as an example, but then the example is used against us. But in terms of Cameron, you know, Every week, what I, I mean, there's just things she does on the show and on Wallace that happens live, but on the chicken feet gate. Yes. She, you know, yes. you was just saying, try it, try it. And people are saying, oh, she shouldn't have bullied people. Into it. I mean, she wasn't like shoving the chicken foot down someone's right. and like eat it. And we can also tell that that was also very producer driven. I'm sure they were like behind the scenes being like, make her eat it, make her eat it. And right. Tiffany has said, you know, yes. like producers told me to keep pushing her to do it. But for the girls' responses, you know, someone said, is there a barf bag mm-hmm. for someone to say, 
put camera and put it on the floor. Oh, I know. That's for me to say, I would rather eat my husband's asshole. Oh my God. They're saying this in front of Tiffany and what hurt me, they also said this in front of the restaurant owners and the servers. Yes. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with you that I would never go to a restaurant and be like, this is disgusting. I know. That is actually such a good point. Well, even just putting the food on the floor floor. for for people to pick up that work there. And that's what you, yeah. That's what you do. You really make people feel like they're second class citizens to you. And I'm sure you call people to help or your servants, you know? Like Ramona Ramona. Ramona Ramona So, (laughs) you know, she does this. Okay, so... Cameron and then on watch what happens life you know Andy was like what do you think of Tiffany and I'm surprised Andy didn't say anything in there but his face was shocked but I also wanted him to come out and say it he Cameron was saying I didn't realize how bossy Tiffany would be she's bossy like those women in Thailand and (gasps) what people were saying like oh she's comparing it to like the girls on the cast trip no she was I have video proof and I have it on my page she was comparing Tiffany to Thai sex workers. And she was saying wow. Asians are bossy. Um, first of all, Thailand and China are not even in the same region. I know. Fuck, oh, my but God. <laughs> yeah. To say Asian women are bossy and to say it's just like, oh, my God, Cameron, you cannot like I don't even know how she still has a job. Truthfully, right. I don't know how Bravo hasn't come out and be like, she's done and we need to edit her out of the scenes because I think we saw with Bravo and Vanderpump Rules. I think it was like halfway through the season when all those racist tweets came yeah. out about from Matt and right. uh, Brett and some of the racist acts and stuff and Kristen. Like, I think they were edited out like halfway through the season and didn't have as many confessional scenes. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, like, yeah, why isn't that being done with Cameron? Why? Because she's an iconic housewife. She's not fucking iconic at all. What is she bringing? No. Her stupidity and her ignorance. And Every week and Andy's clearly protecting her. This is where I think he has some Jennifer. So Jennifer, did you hear? Was it in Watch What Happens Live, or she just said it on Twitter? Jennifer was like, Andy has his favorites. Like that's the thing. And Jennifer is not just for her drinking. And Jennifer is not one of them. And that's why I think she said that because Jennifer was brought up in the same breath as Cameron in the interview, Mm. and she was like, you know how Andy has a he does this political thing like, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. You know, or like something like that. And it's like, I, I don't know, but like, how do you feel about in the future? Cause we're going to see it in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Throwing um, an Asian woman into these like, well, no, Beverly Hills has Garcelle, but like minorities into these mm-hmm. super white spaces in Bravo. Yeah. I mean, with Beverly Hills and with OC, I mean, just in California, it's like the largest state with the Asian population. Yeah. The largest <laughs> right. Asian population. It's kind of ironic to me that now in LA and Beverly Hills, they haven't had one Asian housewife. Yes, and totally. however many years they've been on TV in the OC, there's a huge Asian population. So it's a little rich that it's coming now. But I mean, I'm glad it is. And I can't wait to see Crystal Kung mink off on the I know show. I can't but wait either. I just think, yeah, I mean, I hope to God there isn't as many little microaggressions with her. I would like to think people in LA are a little bit more cognizant of right. their behavior than people in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, Cameron grew up in Montecito, California, and then she went to another wealthy family. She married into a wealthy family. So she mm-hmm. has always existed in a bubble of privilege. 
And she's the kind of white person that gets insulted when you're like, you have white privilege. I like mm, know for a thousand yes. percent she'd be insulted if like, I'm not privileged. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my so God. one thing I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. I felt a little uncomfortable. I think another place where South Asian and East Asian culture can meet is like this mm-hmm this whole construction around like the tiger mom and I'm using air quotes here. So a big part of Tiffany's story this season has been focused around her mother and her parents. Basically they're framing it in this way of like, and I know it's coming out of her mouth in many ways, but like they're editing the story and Mm. basically making Mm. it seem like she had this, horrendous childhood where no one cared about her yeah and it's it's made me really uncomfortable because I've experienced a lot of the same things like my parents have never made a big deal out of my birthdays they like expected me to like do things whatever and like sure it kind of like sucked in some ways but there was also a lot of love there and like there is a lot of love there and I I don't know I just want to know what your reaction is I think I think there is a huge editing portion there. And I'm glad that, you know, Tiffany is talking about, um, you know, growing up in an Asian household and the expectations you have as a child of immigrants. And, you know, we can talk about that forever about how just Mm -hmm. a child of immigrant holds because we're almost feel like we're not allowed to complain. Mm -hmm. And we're we're almost just so to always be grateful because our parents went through a lot more than, you know, we might be going through now. So there is, expectations from being an Asian American from being Asian and then being American. And there's so many different things you're trying to do. And it's almost like you almost lose your self identity because you're just trying to fit into society and try to be an acceptable or be an accepted as just a human being. But with the whole tiger mom conversation, I can totally see that because yeah, you know, there are things growing up. I'm like, Oh, my parents didn't make a big deal about that. Or it wasn't until we told them like, this is an important thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish we could be more focused on that. But yeah, like, you know, I didn't get like presents growing up for my birthday. My parents were like, is this your birthday? You know? Yeah. <laughs> not like, mm-hmm. why are you, why should you get a present? My mom would be like, you should give me a present because I gave yeah. <laughs> to you. I'm like, I okay. raised you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, sure. But um, yeah, I think if they're girls, even just, I don't know how time, everything, every fucking week, these Dallas women not only watch how, they live in real time how they treated Tiffany, but to also watch it back, how they don't have right. any reaction and they keep insulting Tiffany or being like, she's being like this. She called me a racist. I'm like, Tiffany never called you a racist. Yeah. There's people in the audience who are seeing your shitty pe- behavior and calling you racist because you are and you mm-hmm. are so ignorant in how you treat people and you have this unconscious bias about how you're treating Tiffany because a lot of the time, yeah, white people aren't conscious of how they're treating a person of 100%. color. So... But, you know, Deandra has really grown on me this season. And I love because she's coming in defense. And she's like, you can't say that as a white person saying that to an Asian person. She yeah, she like and I think there's a preview for next week where the video it's like happening in the time when the video resurfaced or something. And Deandra commented on it. And then Brandy is yelling at Deandra. Be like, why did you talk about it? And Deandra's like, how do you expect me not to talk about it? Because, yes, you fucking made a racist video and you have an Asian (laughs) cast member on or show so let's uh not go there and it's like white people who put racist shit out there they act like they're the victims of racism and yes being called a racist as a white person will never hold the weight of being racially discriminated against right someone can call a white person racist and there's going to be white people like that's not true because they have white privilege and yeah 
there's always going to be people who defend them. Like I know them and they have black friends. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, uh, um, you probably say the N word and you probably yeah. think it's okay because your friends are too uncomfortable with correcting you. Yeah. And I always say like the white people, like Indra, I've told you, it's like, I read white fragility. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. You like, know? And it's oh, like, oh, fuck oh, off oh. with your like book collection, you know, do <laughs> the work. Put in the emotional labor of being a good person or just yes. put in, yeah, just be fine. I don't know. Not that totally. hard. Totally. And so Tiffany, and they're always calling her like, Tiffany. you're really condescending, Tiffany. And there's this, there's this whole like, again, racial like implication there because yes. people have called it's a microaggression. You. Exactly. And I'm sure Indra has dealt with it just in work and in terms of her life being like, you're being really condescending right now or you're talking yeah. down to us when white women are doing the same exact thing and i'm like no right. i'm responding to a situation and that if you think i'm talking down to you right then that's your own problem and i am not going to be quiet as an asian woman i'm going to speak up when i need to speak up because yeah why the fuck does it matter if anyone you know it just yeah should be the same for every person but i think yeah i think just this whole editing thing they're making tiffany look back they're making the woman look like they're victims of tiffany's behavior Mm -hmm. and tiffany is apologizing every fucking week she's saying i know for that i'm sorry for this party and And then the little goodie bags i'm like and i know it's easier i'm a white woman telling an asian woman i know or like redo a party i know i know well okay one thing that stood out to me though is like when brandy confronts her at that vacation that they're on and she's like i just feel uncomfortable around you it's like brandy it's because you're racist racist yeah and tiffany like gets really upset and she leaves early the next morning rightfully so right focus no but the whole focus of that thing was on her leaving and it wasn't about like what was tiffany feeling like why was she crying nobody talked about that they did not Mm -hmm. talk about it at all no and carrie no excuse me carrie went you were really rude. Yes. Carrie yeah, went Carrie, over her house and her, was like, you were house, so rude. Like, you have a guest over to your home and you're like, I you're know. really rude. And I Tiffany know. is just having to take this shit and over and over again. Oh my God. And Carrie's another fucking one that I could see. Get the fuck off the show. <laughs> Get the fuck off the show, Carrie. You're she a has fucking <laughs> ignorant piece of shit. Pushing like, Tiffany in... The pool? The pool, and she yeah. Forcing her to drink? I know. Can we talk about people out there, how really problematic it is to actually shove tequila down people's throat when oh my right. God. they're not consenting to drinking? No. When she has a job, when she could potentially be, be driving, and then she said her mom was an alcoholic. Ugh. So there's so many different layers to Carrie's behavior. Yeah. And Carrie is also on the side of oppressing the Asian woman. So yeah. she's white passing. She's had her struggles white with passing, minority, yes. but she still gets to live in the privilege of being white passing because if she didn't speak, nobody would know where she's from. Yeah. So right. She's blonde hair. I don't know. She, she probably dyes her hair that way, but you know, it's probably because she wants to look like a white person and she's almost wants to hide her Mexican culture, but Heritage, only wants to yeah. use it when it applies to her being like, I'm Mexican. This is why I want everyone to have right. tequila. And I'm like, mm, no, then what is, t- why aren't you using that same thing for Tiffany? She wanted to show a cultural dish and you're acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. There's just so many layers to that. And I just, yeah, Tiffany removing herself from a situation that made her uncomfortable. How is that a 
bad thing and then to call her rude over it i know yeah. so, do you think she and really that was the whole there? focus of that storyline yeah it wasn't like, let's talk to Tiffany about why she was crying. Maybe it's because Brandy was telling her she can't be around her because she's Asian. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I mean, oh. oh, God, it's so gross. So, like, one thing that Brandy, yeah. one thing that I talk about a lot through this podcast is, like, with Family Karma coming out, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is, like, the first time I'm seeing my culture represented yeah. on reality TV yeah. in, like, an authentic way. Yeah. Like what as someone growing up in America with media all around you and being like a pop culture person, Mm -hmm. how have you seen representations of East Asians change throughout time? And like, Mm -hmm. where do you think we need to go? Well, you know, there have been a lot of stereotypes we've seen within the Austin Powers films. There was a stereotype of Asian woman. Mm -hmm. The only really Asian woman I had watching growing up was Lucy Liu in Charlie's Angel. But she was represented very well. She was like this badass woman. Mm-hmm. But there was only very few Asian people that were represented in not a great way. Like in um, The Hangover, Ken Jung was yes. represented in not a great way. And even if he did it for comedic efforts, like I'm sure the producer, like I'm sure he was cast because he's Asian and to fall mm-hmm. into some Asian stereotype. His whole where we're character going, is yeah. like laced this in microaggressions. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and having an obvious Asian accent when this dude is American and speaks English, you know, mm-hmm. doctor. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. But in terms of where we're going, I think there needs to be more representation. Bling Empire, Crazy Rich mm. Asian, House of Ho is not enough. Yeah. And that's really also only showing one area. And this is like where people are feeding into the thing of, oh, Asia, all Asians are rich, so they don't suffer. Yes. And so I'm like, no, that's not true. We should show we should show the Asians who work very blue collar jobs, who right. have stores. Because it is, it is true, there are a lot of Korean peers around me who family owns like a liquor store or a dry cleaning place. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're on their feet 24 seven, basically. And, yeah. you know, so I think in terms of representation, I think we need to move forward and keep adding more Asian people keep adding more Asian related shows. I don't think fresh off the boat. I love that show, but there needs to be more, you know, now that's it's not even moving forward, but there needs to be more Asian related shows. And I would like to see yeah. you know, someone that looks like me on a reality show and not have it be like, the Asian person on right. the show. Yes. So, you know, like even in reality shows of people that like are near my age, like I don't really watch it that closely, but Summer House, they yeah. have like, one black woman and they have one Latinx woman and they think that's enough. But right. why not cast someone that looks like me in that show and just... In New York. It's in like, New York, it's not like it's hard thing. to find. It's like there's a, yeah, you can like literally go outside and just see I it. I know, I know. Can you tell us about your thoughts on Bling Empire? I'm mm. really curious. Um, So I did actually do a podcast with a dumpster dive podcast. Okay, great. You guys want to go talk about it. I mean, hear about it, but no, I will. Um, I think it was fine i mean it was fun to watch and it was entertaining and there were a lot of things that like i could relate to but also um there are a lot of rich things that i can't relate to <laughs> yeah yeah like hundred like, thousand dollar parties and they're like yeah. Oh, whatever. yeah but you know it's great but you know and a lot of people are like oh my god they're iconic because and i'm glad to see that i think there needs to be more of like reality shows in terms of just you know asian people struggling or right you know i almost want to see like the hill situation right the first couple seasons like they had no money or vanderpump where they had no money and they you know just lived their daily life so i would like to see more of that and i think bling empire it's it's great and i'm glad they had all asian people for real except like Mm -hmm. her ellie's 
crazy ass boyfriend. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> oh, a God, nightmare. The well, they're not. Yeah, they finally broke up, right? Well, yeah. we'll they... see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I mean. <sighs> Yeah. He's literally crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has triggered a lot of people, but um, right. yeah, I think Bling Empire is good. I didn't finish House of Ho. I honestly kind of thought it was boring, to be honest, but mm-hmm. Bling Empire like caught my attention because it is, there's a lot of things that just catch your attention because it is kind of like Vanderpump Rules-ish. Right. Like, it just catches your attention and they do fun things. Um, but yeah, I hope to see more shows like that. I hope Netflix, Hulu, and all these major networks put out more reality shows of Asian people and I hope maybe you know there's family karma and we need to keep bringing shows like that back and I love family karma because I think it's hilarious and there are like things I can relate to being like yeah yeah the expectations you have as a child of immigrants or just being in the Asian community um and it also just shows real cultural representation because I'm sure nobody was really aware if you're not Indian if or if you're just you're not aware of like the Diwali celebrations you know Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the cultural practices like that was a great representation of what really goes on yeah in an Indian household and you know I want that for like Asian people I hope that maybe they'll have like a family Asian show or something I know I they should yeah like a Korean reality show a Korean American because there's so many Korean Americans in LA and it's literally there's a K-town in yes so I would love to see a reality show like that you know um yeah, people that are around my age and show that representation, or just show like, yeah, I mean, just the Korean American experience is so different from like the Chinese American experience. Mm-hmm. There's lots of similarities, but you know, not all. We're not a monolith, like I said. We don't have the same exact um, representation or situation. So I wish there was more representation for Korean people. You know, um, yeah, there are so many like funny things that Korean people do that I'm like, I want to show this to the world. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that's one thing that I think Family Karma has done really well is like Mm -hmm. just show kind of the whole family vibe and the everyday things and stuff like that. And like, listen, there is room on Bravo for new shows. Like I was just DMing with someone who's like, I don't need to see Below Deck on my screen anymore. (laughs) Like all day reruns, like like, every day. (laughs) It's like rich people on a boat and these people. I I mean, Below Deck is like. It's fine, but it's like, do we need to ha- be running that content like literally all day reruns? Like, yeah, that uh, makes put sense. some other like run Family Karma reruns. Like, exactly. put in a new show. Like, yeah, what but is we going are on seeing here? we are seeing how Family Karma is being treated because you know, yeah. like even for the season two, they keep teasing it, and then they're not giving dates, and then they're using footage from season exactly. one in the season two trailer yeah and it's like what the fuck fuck? like (laughs) you are sitting here like and I know Beverly Hills and everything else like probably generates more revenue and more viewership but it's like you're not even giving it a chance people's ignorance that doesn't want to watch these shows because they think that oh I don't want to see culturally diverse people like they're just like eh, whatever I'm not gonna watch because I don't have relate to it I'm like no it shows the Indian culture, but it just also shows experience as an American family because, hey, right. they are American too. You yeah, know? and it's funny as hell. Is and I'm just like, like, you know, like, you need to, Bravo has a responsibility to make space for this content. Right, like, exactly. And I, exactly. they're taking those steps, but they need to, like, promote them more. Like, yeah. Deanna forced Andy to talk about Family Karma when we were on Watch What Happens Live oh my God, in the audience. It. And it's like... It was the first time he talked about it, ever. What did he say? Deanna was like, 
I love family karma. When are we going to have a South Asian housewife? And he was like, oh. well, I don't know. Like when a good one comes through casting. And yeah, he's and like, and like yeah. what? And he's like, everyone loves family karma. And that it's was like, it. Exactly. Then if they do, then fucking bring, bring it back and don't put it on like, don't just put it on Peacock or something. Put it on Apple. Yeah, Bravo. exactly. Like leave the Peacock for like stupid fucking Vanderpump. And you it's know? just put, it, put it below deck on right, Peacock. Right. Who really like? I'm not obsessed with that show because I just it's like the same thing every week. So <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like okay, I don't really see yeah. the difference here. But Family Karma was like such a dynamic show, and we like followed so many different families and individuals yeah. too. And but they were able to do it in like one episode and yeah, show like I mean those aunties in the show they can I know, be the they I know. They can literally be like the real house Bali needs yeah. to be a housewife I know and like, they're casting Miami I know they're casting Miami right now but I mean then also in Miami we all know it's gonna be like a probably a mainly Latinx population yeah right. putting it on Peacock so that's very telling of uh, yes yeah wait, Miami's it's on marginalizing peacock? it yeah they're not even <gasps> putting it on Bravo it's I like, really want Phil Collins's ex-wife to be on it. Oh, <laughs> guys, have you read about her? She's no, what's like, she? So they got a divorce. She refused to leave his house in Miami, and so he had to evict her. And then when she, he evicted her, she sold off all of his awards. Oh my all god! Of his memorabilia. <laughs> oh, she's Asian, god. and so I'm like, Get this Good woman, for this her. woman has to be a housewife. And that's her new little, amazing. her new little, she's dating some white dude that's like 35 years old. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. get her yeah. on Bravo. <laughs> this yeah. woman is like, whatever you think of Cameron, Andy, this yeah. woman's going to blow Cam- Cameron out of the water. Oh, my God. I know. You know the Korean woman on the show. Like, I know my mom yes. great on it. You know, <laughs> I know like all my aunties and like the ladies in my life. I'm like, they would be great on it because, you know, there's like this. Um, joke that I can say it because I'm Korean, but like there's this joke in the Asian community that Koreans are like the Irish of Asia because we like fight and drink beer. Oh, so, I love like, it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like I get, to, I'm like, oh my god, like I have this like Korean fire in me, and, you know, like we're, we've been oppressed so many times. We, we need angry. to see this. We need we to need see to. all this energy. Yeah. Well, I have to say. Right now, like, this is my first season watching Dallas, and I was like, eh, am I going to like it? It's become my, f- right now, it's my favorite housewife show. I watch it because of Tiffany. and I Because watch of Tiffany. Yeah, I love because schooling these people, not because, she, only because she's Asian, but she's like. She is carrying the whole season. The, the whole, whole season. She has the, and, and like, I hope, like, I want her to come back next season and her making the most money out of any of those yes. bitches on that show. I agree. Totally. I agree. So, okay, you were on the chat room, the Bravo chat room recently with Hannah, Giselle, and Portia. Oh, my God. How did that happen? Well, that was an IG Live, so I'm not going to say, I'm not going to act like I was on an episode of- Yes, but still. um, I mean, chat room, but yeah, no, I was. I was on it with um, a a couple other content creators at the Talk of Shame. She's hilarious, if you guys don't follow her, and- um, uh, Bravo drinking and Bravo drinking with Bravo. Um, but mm-hmm. it was an amazing experience. Bravo reached out to me. It's kind of <gasps> funny. I'm pretty sure they reached out to me and I talked to the talk of shame with this, but I was like, um, I call Bravo racist all the time. So <laughs> I call them like racist on a daily basis. And when they reached out to me, I was like, <laughs> I know. I was um, like, this is 
You know what I say about you guys on a daily basis? I'm like, fuck Bravo, fuck racism. And they're like, hey, do you want to be on That's like, so oh, awesome. Okay. Oh my God. So, so we probably put it on for a little bit of like, a little like representation yeah. issues or something. I mean, I kind of know. I mean, I understood why they did it and fine. I mean, keep putting me on it because I think there should be more Asian representation. And I yes. made a point to wear this phenomenally Asian t-shirt on it because I want to represent Asians and Asian women are here to stay and we bring a lot to the um, community and to just the world. But yeah, it was really fun. They reached out to me like, would you like to be on an IG live with us? And oh they just sent God. me questions. And I was like, they sent you questions. Yeah. Wow. I, like, I was so happy to see that. I was like, they fuck sent me two, three yes. questions. So I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't give a shit about Hannah, but Portia and Giselle are like, oh my God, I Portia love and Giselle, them. They are magic. <laughs> they are, they are like unicorns. Giselle is gorgeous. So Giselle and I actually live in the same town and I've seen her like at, it's kind of funny. like, my parents i go to a catholic church for my parents and i go to church with them but yeah i see her at church sometimes <gasps> and she's the most gorgeous person i've ever oh, seen my god she's like stunning it's like intimidatingly stunning like yeah. everyone in church just looks at her not you know, i go to like a crotchety old white church so nobody really knows who she is but right like, her, like, oh my god they just look at her because she's a beautiful person she's right. gorgeous yeah she's uh, so gorgeous she is she might be one of the best her and cynthia bailey and Portia. I think, yeah, I think her. Yeah, I think she's gorgeous. I mean, Crystal Minkoff, she hasn't been on the show yet. She's <gasps> right. Really she is stunning. so pretty. Really I was stunning. just looking at her yeah. photos the other day, being like, wow, she's beautiful. I know. I was just, I was like, I was just. Garcel? Garcel. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm look s- at Tiffany. She, like, is gorgeous. Oh, and she's oh like, yeah. She's a prince. I'm like, how the yeah. fuck do you look like that after twins? And you're a doctor. I know. Like, oh I, texted, I texted you, Andrew. I was like, I yeah. can't stop looking at Tiffany when she's <laughs> on the screen. She's so she beautiful. Like, and she's so put together. I know. So everything. put together. Everything um, she does. It's just like, she just does it with perfection. And then she's like, oh, like, I don't know. She just does it. She just does it so calmly. And she's always doing something. But yeah. Um, yeah. I hope to see more representation. But yeah, with the Bravo IG chat room, I hope they keep asking me, even though I call them problematic still. <laughs> like a day after, I was like, Bravo's still problematic, but I hope they have But Victoria, this is why you are a fucking boss queen. Yes. It's because you, you don't let go of like your true kind of intent with your page yeah. and like yeah. literally if anyone is following our IG you need to be following yes. Asians who watch Bravo Thank you. and like I also want to um, call out your um, your other work because you have like a design company um, my sister and I run like a storefront like an Etsy page but there's also on um, drop shipping it's we just, you know, we just started making like just t-shirts and little things during the pandemic. But we right now are having shirts um, for the Asian people that says I am not a virus. And then there's one that says stop Asian hate that everyone can purchase. And 100% of what we make is going to go directly back to API organizations and the GoFundMes of the victims of um, the shootings in Atlanta. And we also want to support the Boulder shooting as well. So everything's going to go back to um, where we're going to we're going to divvy it up a bit amongst all these different organizations. So if you guys can support and buy a t-shirt, we would so appreciate it. We're not going to keep any of the profits. Um, Where can we find you? Um, it's leisurely designs, L E E S U R E L Y designs.com. It's, and it's also the link is in my bio on my Instagram. So mm. if you guys want to check it out because, you know, I think it's really uh, important and, 
that we support all these different organizations and especially the victims of who lost their family members. Um, yeah. So I think that, and then, you know, yeah, I just hope to continue with, um, and also, Indra, I mean to ask you, my sister and I are creating like a podcast kind of adjacent to my page, but it's about Yay! the American experience. So we were wondering if you would like to be on it in the future. Yes! And of, you know, your background and growing up and like just your story, because because as much as we want to talk about our experiences, we want to showcase as many Asian people and uh, people of color's experience. So if you would like to come on in the future, we would so appreciate it. Totally. And I just like, I have to say that like, this is like starting this podcast and talking about my South Asian identity has been something Mm -hmm. that's been kind of hard for me my whole life. And I'm like, really trying to embrace that now. Mm -hmm. And like, I get like, when I see your memes and your like social justice work on your account, it like, (laughs) it empowers me Mm -hmm. as like, also a an Asian person, South Asian, but still like, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I really, really appreciate that. So thank thank you you. for the work you're doing. I mean, thank you for supporting me. Because if I didn't have people like you supporting me, then it would like, I would just feed into the negative comments and the negative bullshit. And, you know, it is hard. Some people are like really mean and try to threaten me. Like I had someone try to fake sue me and I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking stop. What? Like, oh, they're like, you need to stop being mean to Cameron. And I was like, no. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So oh my like, God. Someone messaged me. Like this girl keeps, I like had to block her eventually, but first she messaged me. She's like, why are you only picking on Cameron? I'm like, because she's <gasps> racist. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, she's like, I have an adopted Asian sister. I'm like, first, <gasps> you're really insulting Don't here. Don't do that. But she's no. like, she's not stupid. I'm like, congratulations for her. Yeah. I'm speaking about my experience and right. what I feel watching this as an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And then she saw that I was vaccinated. And then I got vaccinated for, um, you know, just for underlying conditions and, uh, conditions and work purposes. But, um, Although I'm working remotely, but if you work, just whatever. I don't need to go into it. You but, don't even um, need to justify. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to no, justify it at all. But this dumbass, like the same girl, she messaged me and she's like, "How shame on you for taking this away from old people. And she said, <gasps> you should save this for older people with immune systems. I'm like, first of all, you sound stupid because not old right. people have immune systems. Like, you, you guys are so <laughs> like, <what>? dumb. <laughs> I not argue with you. And then she also, com- like the last message she sent me, she's like, I went to law school. Do you know what slander is? There's going to be some lawyers coming your way. And I was like, okay, go. And then like a fake lawyer messaged me. She's like, they were like, you have 24 hours to respond. And they kept being like screenshotting everything that I was doing. And they're like, noted, noted. I'm like, oh, oh okay. my God. So I'm like, go ahead. I'm like, what okay, are you going to do? Exactly. Some bullshit. Like I think people need to know that when you run these accounts and you say stuff that's controversial because no one wants to admit that racism exists. It's like there's a lot of shit that you deal with behind the scenes. Right. And like it's a lot of work. And like and then I'm like, the what are the content. white pages who are attacking Cameron too? Because they see the fucked up I shit. Know. Yeah. So I if know. If you have a problem with me, then sue all of us. And yes. they're never going to silence me. And 
you know, people trying to intimidate me. And then some people try to physically intimidate me. They're like, you want to meet out in the streets? Like, I'll show <gasps> you. I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, you can go fuck yourself for yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, are you really threatening me at a time like this? Because I can, I can sue you for threatening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not gonna do that I don't care to sue you because you're a fucking loser. Yeah. I don't even fucking care to engage with you in this. And yeah, you know, I'm disengaging like Meredith Marks and you know, I, yes. I'm just like, I don't care if you have a problem with me calling women racist or these people racist because they are. And I'm going to talk about it. And if I'm going to talk about it until my blue in the face. And if you have a problem with it, then like fucking don't pay attention to me. And I'm like, I'm telling people like, you know, the unfollow button works both ways. Like you can literally exactly. unfollow me and not have to pay attention and live your in your bubble of privilege. Exactly. Like no one's telling me to come and watch what I'm doing No. So yeah, I mean, this dumbass girl, like I was thinking about exposing her because I expose some other racist on my page, as you guys probably see. But um, yeah, because, you know, I'm like, if you have the guts to come into my DMs and tell me that I'm doing this, like, I'm going to fucking expose you. And it's also the Internet. Nothing's really private. So no, if you are going to come and try to intimidate me or try to warn me about things or like threaten me, I'm like fucking threaten me because really you're the asshole in the end. And you're trying to threaten a person of color. That's not going to look good for you. Right. No, no, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, do it. And we fully support you. And thank you so much for thank joining you, us Victoria. today. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Sorry so if I was fun. like dabbling a lot. No, oh not God. at all. This is like, I can't wait for everyone to hear this episode. And yeah, just like keep doing the amazing work that you're doing because Thank it's so making much. a difference. It really Thank is. You. I really, that honestly means so much. And I know y'all have been supportive with my page from the beginning and we've been wanting to talk together for a while. We yeah. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> um, schedules and this crazy ass pandemic but um, yes thank you all so much for having me and this was a great conversation and I'll always be able to talk about this but also just talk about the stupid shit on Bravo so. yes, yes. Oh, we will have you back for that yes, because 100%. I love that that's our true love yes. <laughs> yeah, that's our true love I mean we hate it but we also love to we hate, hate it, it and so love we it, love yeah. to hate yeah. it for sure yeah. well thank all you right, Victoria bye, bye. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>